Good morning. Last Sunday, we took up the subject of 10-second meditations, that is, the meditations that we practice in this message of the infinite way throughout the day and the night. <clears throat> and of course, these serve to fulfill scripture in our experience, that is, they keep the mind stayed on God. They enable us to acknowledge Him in all our ways, that He may give us rest and peace. In other words, these brief meditations serve to maintain the contact between us and our source. You know from your studies that the natural man receiveth not the things of God. The natural man is not under the law of God, neither indeed can be. But if so be the Spirit of God dwell in you, then do you become children of God, and if children of God, then heirs. But in order that we may be children of God, in order that we may have the Spirit of God dwelling in us, it becomes necessary that we establish within ourselves that contact with our source. Now this is described by the Master in the 15th chapter of John. If you abide in the Word, if you let me abide in you, you will bear fruit richly. If you do not abide in the Word, if you do not let me, the Christ Spirit, dwell in you, you will be as a branch of a tree that is cut off, withers, and dies. Now, ordinarily, it is taught in uh, most religious teachings that we have a choice, that there is such a thing as free will, and that we can choose to be spiritual or to live spiritually, that we can choose uh, to abide in God and let God abide in us. And of course, this is a myth. No one has such a choice at all. If the natural man had such a choice, knowing what it means to be an heir of God, can't you imagine that everybody under the canopy of heaven would be rushing to uh, live in the Word and let me live in them. Once you witness the peace, the joy, the health, the prosperity that comes to those who abide in God, you certainly know that everyone would want that if they had the capacity to accept it, to choose, to receive it. Do you not know that there are groups of religious people of whom there are none in any of the prisons of the world? Very few ever reach a mental institute in the world, all of whom know at the very least 80% of health and harmony in their experience. Do you know that these groups numbering more than a million went through the 10 years of depression without relief roles, without recourse to charity? Why, certainly, 
those who abide in the word and let me abide in them, they bear fruit richly. And this has nothing to do with whether there is a world depression or a world war. They still live in safety and in security and in peace. And you would think that from their example that all of the rest of the world would rush in and say, let me have some of that too. But it isn't true. And the reason is they do not have choice. No one has choice to live the spiritual life. In the same way, if the Spirit of God has touched you, you have no choice to live a life of sin. Once the Spirit of God has touched you, you have no choice. You could not possibly go out into a life of dissipation or a life of sin because you are bearing spiritual fruit richly. You are governed by God. You are guided away from accidents, temptation, and even if the temptation were presented to you, it would not be a temptation because your consciousness would not be at that level of life. Just for a moment, think of the people living in misery who could be freed by bringing themselves under the law of God, and yet who haven't the capacity to bring themselves under that law. It is, however, true that those who have been touched by the Spirit, who have been led, for whatever reason, to a spiritual teaching, to the following of a spiritual way of life, they can enhance their harmony, they can increase the measure of their safety, security, peace, joy, prosperity. They can do all of this by following a program of religious experience such as is revealed by the Master, Christ Jesus. But of course, not only by Christ Jesus, you will find that in the Oriental Scripture they have this same program of dwelling in God, of abiding in the Word, of keeping the Word of God alive in their consciousness, and they have many different means of accomplishing this. We have primarily two ways. The, they are both parts of the activity of meditation, but one is this 10 second or 20 second meditation as we took up last week. The other is the contemplative form of meditation which we reserve for those periods of the day or night when we can take 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes for the practice of consciously abiding in God and in the Word of God and letting the Word abide in us. In order to properly meditate or to develop this ability to practice meditation, it is necessary to understand at least a few of the principles of life, the spiritual principles, in order that these may be embraced in the meditation. A meditation that has in it no spiritual principle, that has in it no conscious awareness of a spiritual principle, is uh, 
not beneficial. As a matter of fact, it can lead to just a, a mental stillness without any signs following, without any spiritual fruitage. It is for this reason that when you meditate, you must know why you are meditating. You must also know the principles to bring into your meditation. And for that purpose, let us today take the principal principle, the main principle of life upon which an harmonious existence can be experienced. First of all, let me say that I am I. Now each one of you to yourselves declare that. I am I. Because that is indisputable. You aren't someone else. You are yourself. I am I. In the great lesson on supply taught in the Hebrew Scripture, the Master says to the poor widow looking for supply, what have you in your house? Not what do you want, not how much do you want, what have you? What do you already have in your house? Now let's watch how this works out in practical experience. We are 150 or more people gathered together in one room. And as you can easily see and feel, there is peace in this room. There is quiet, there is stillness, confidence. Certainly there is an absence of hate, of bigotry, bias, of jealousy. So let us ask ourselves this. How did this peace get here? Or how was this bias, bigotry, hatred eliminated? Now the answer is clear. You brought into this room the peace that is here. You didn't find it here. There was no peace in the air or on the ceiling or on the walls. Whatever peace, quiet, confidence, is in this room, whatever love is in this room, you brought it. Whatever of hatred, jealousy, discord is not in this room. You did not bring into the room and that's why it isn't here. In other words, we may then say, what have you in your house? What have you in your consciousness? You have love, you have life, you have uh, cooperativeness, you have peace. What have you? What did you bring into this temple? This temple is the temple of God. But what made it so? Not a ceiling, walls, and floor. Not the beautiful scenery. 
What makes of this a temple of God? Your being here in peace. Your being here in love. Your being here in uh, mutuality of whatever name or nature. Then, it is not that this building is a temple of God. It is that you are the temple of God. Know ye not? Ye are the temple of God. Ye are the temple of God, if so be you left your personal feelings outside. If so be you left human limitations, anger, fear, jealousy outside. If so be you brought into this room in your consciousness the love and the peace we feel here. But because we do feel it, because we do see it, because we are cognizant of the peace that is in this room, we know beyond measure you brought it. You brought it. This peace is something that is, abides in your consciousness and you brought it with you. The degree of peace, the degree of love, the degree of joy, the degree of healing consciousness that is in this room is the degree that you brought in your consciousness. There can be no greater degree of healing consciousness than that which you brought with you. There can be no greater degree of health than that which you brought with you. There can be no greater degree of supply than you brought with you. Now, how much you brought with you depends on how much truth you know about your consciousness, what constitutes your consciousness, who you are, what your true identity is. Now, who do men say that I am? And of course, if the men are just human beings, if they have no spiritual discernment, they will say that I am a Hebrew prophet or a resurrected Hebrew prophet or somebody brought down from the human past. But whom do ye say that I am? And now he's addressing his disciples, those to whom he had already given a great measure of spiritual light. Whom do ye say that I am? And the answer from Peter is, Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Son of God. Now, if you know that Peter was revealing your true identity, if you know that when the Master said, your father and my father, he was referring to your consciousness and my consciousness, if you realize that the ministry of Christ Jesus was a revelation of man's spiritual sonship, then you will know that God constitutes your consciousness and therefore you can bring infinite peace into this room, infinite harmony, infinite healing consciousness, infinite supply, and only in one way, by knowing that I and the Father are one and Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Now think. Let us say you have ten minutes. Ten minutes separate and apart from the world. Set ten minutes to shut the world out. Ten minutes away from the telephone. 
ten minutes for contemplating God and the things of God. Ten minutes for spiritual realization. Remember, the world outside doesn't have the capacity to give ten minutes to this. It is only those who have in some measure been touched by the Spirit of God who have the capacity to sit for ten minutes in this contemplation. Think. I and my Father are one. The Father has said to me, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. I have all that God has. All that God has is mine. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all that the Father hath is mine. In this oneness of my own self I am nothing. But in this oneness with my Father, all that the Father hath is mine. Just think, my peace give I unto thee. There is no limitation in the amount of peace that I have because I have been given the Christ peace, the my peace, capital M-Y. The Christ peace has been given unto me. My peace give I unto you. Therefore, when the question is asked, what have I in the house, I can answer, I have the full measure of Christ peace. What have I in the house? I have all that the Father hath. For the Father has given his allness unto me. God has even breathed into me his life. Therefore, I have in my consciousness life eternal. Life eternal. Ah, yes. I am come, the Christ has come, that I might have life and that I might have it abundantly. Therefore, I have in my house, I have in my consciousness, life and life abundant, infinite life, e eternal life, because this Christ has said, I am eternal life. Therefore, I have received the gift of God eternal life. So I have in my consciousness eternal life. I have an infinity of supply because the Father says or the Christ reveals your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things and it is his pleasure to give you the kingdom. Therefore, I have the kingdom of God within me. This is the kingdom of all that I shall ever need. I have in my consciousness eternal life, infinite supply, divine peace. The peace that passeth understanding I have. And just think, as you contemplate this for a few moments each day, five minutes, ten minutes each day, you carry into your world this awareness of the presence of all that God is and all that God has as a gift that has been bestowed upon you by the grace of God. Just think, if you have contemplated that this week, that that is the reason there is peace in this room. You have brought the peace that passeth understanding. If there is love in this room, you have brought 
the love that is without limit. If there is supply in this room, you have brought God's storehouse. All that the Father hath is yours, and you have brought it here. Now remember that what you have brought here to make of this room a temple of God by your morning contemplation at home of this truth you bring to your business to your office or you bring to your home you make of your home a temple of God you do not find love in your home you bring love to your home you won't find it there it isn't on the floor it isn't in the air it isn't on the ceiling love isn't anywhere except where you bring it and if your family is to find love they will find it because you who are attuned to God bring it there and if your family does not find love in your home you have neglected to bring it there for you who have been led to a spiritual teaching have been given the grace to know this truth whereas those of your family those of your business who are represented by the natural man who receiveth not the things of God they cannot bring this peace to their business to their homes to their automobile driving only those who have the Spirit of God indwelling are children of God only those who have the Spirit of God indwelling have been given the peace that passeth understanding therefore remember what you find present in this room at this moment you have brought so remember what you bring or what you find in your home in your business in the world is what you bring to it what have you in your consciousness this is the password this is the signal of meditation what have I in my consciousness and the answer is of myself I have nothing but by the grace of God all that the Father hath is mine the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that the Father hath is mine therefore I have been given my peace the Christ peace I have been given all these added things because my Heavenly Father knoweth that I have need of these and it is his good pleasure it is his good pleasure to fulfill me therefore I have in my house fulfillment fulfillment I am filled full of the grace of God by the grace of God all that the Father hath is mine if you ask me I can give you bread eating it you will never hunger I can give you living waters drinking you will never thirst and now remember this is what you are saying in your household in your business in this world only you are saying it silently secretly you are never voicing it openly because the command of the master is above all things that you do your praying secretly that you let no man hear you or see you 
Your praying is done in the inner sanctuary of your consciousness. Your praying is done in silence, in secret, and what the Father seeth in secret, he rewardeth openly. What the Father seeth or heareth in secret is shouted from the housetops. But you, you silently, sacredly, ask yourself, what have I in the house? And silently, sacredly, secretly, you answer yourself, I have the grace of God. All that the Father hath is mine. I have been given my peace. I have been given quietness and confidence and stillness. The Father hath breathed his life into me. Therefore, I have God's life, which is eternal life immortal life. I have that mind which was also in Christ Jesus. I bring to this room, I bring to my home, I bring to my family, I bring to my business, I bring to my students, I bring to my patients, that mind which was in Christ Jesus. What makes it the mind that was in Christ Jesus? The fact that knowing that I have all that God has, I have no human desires. I seek nothing of any man. I and my Father are one, and I receive all that I need because my Father knoweth that I have need of these things. It is his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. Therefore, I seek nothing of anyone except the privilege of sharing God's grace. I already have all, therefore I pray only the opportunity to share that which the Father hath given to me. Note the difference in your home. Note the difference in your business. Note the difference out in the world when you can silently, sacredly, secretly say to yourself, thank God. I ask nothing of any man except that we love one another. I ask only the privilege of sharing God's allness which is already mine. By right of divine sonship, I am heir of God to all the heavenly riches. Why should I look to man whose breath is in his nostril for anything? Do you see then? that one of the reasons there is so much peace in this room is that you did not come to get anything from anyone. You came here only to abide in the presence of God, to spend an hour tabernacling with the Spirit of God that is in me and is in you. You came here not to get anything of any man, but only to share further, deeper, richer in the spiritual grace of God. You knew when you came here that nothing was going to be given to you. You knew when you came here that no man was offering you anything, and yet you came. You came only to abide in the spiritual presence and love of God. And that is why there is peace in this room. There is no such peace where people go to get something. The peace could be even deeper if we're all conscious of coming here to give, to share of this spiritual grace. That each may contribute to this room, to each other, the spiritual peace and comfort that God has given you in your period of meditation. So when you sit down to meditate, you realize, as the branch is one with the tree, as a wave is one with the ocean, so I am one with God. 
and the allness of God is pouring itself forth into expression as my individual being, as my individual consciousness, as my individual life. And therefore, having received the allness of God, what do I want with it but to share it with you? That we may share it with the world. And so as we go forth from here, we may sit in restaurants, we may drive on the road, we may go to our homes, we may go to theater. But wherever we are, we have a 10 second period every little while to remember the grace of God is upon me. I have meat to share with all who are here, spiritual meat, spiritual bread, and those who are accepting it will never hunger. I can give to this room spiritual waters, which those who accept it will never thirst again. For I and my Father are one, and the Father is pouring the allness of the Godhead through me to you, to this world. Yet, sad as it sounds, a thousand will still fall at my left and ten thousand will fall at my right who do not have the capacity to choose to make themselves spiritually receptive to this word of God. It will not come nigh thy dwelling place if you abide in this word, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, knowing your oneness with God. But you cannot take it for granted, because while it is true, it is only effective in your experience through your consciously knowing the truth. And that is why we have the ten-second meditations as reminders, but we have the ten-minute meditations for the contemplation and remembrance of this truth and the actual communion with the Father within. A communion has in it something of a back-and-forth nature. I am virtually saying to the Father, thank you, Father, that thy grace is upon me. Thank you, Father, that you have given me thy peace. If I have any hope or confidence or faith, thou hast given it to me. Of my own self, I could not have faith or hope or confidence. Whatever measure of peace, hope, faith, confidence I have, is the gift of the Father within me. Thank thee, Father, for thy grace, for thy peace, for thy abundance. And then there's a pause, somewhat like listening for the still small voice, hoping, of course, that the Father will speak back to me. And all of you will discover, if you persist in this way of life, that eventually the Father will talk back to you, and usually like this, Son, thou art ever with me, all that I have is thine, thou art my son, my heir, or son, I have been with you since before Abraham was. Know ye not, I will be with you unto the end of the world? That I will never leave thee nor forsake thee? If you mount up to heaven, I will be there with you. If you make your bed in any temporary hell, I will be there with you. Turn and recognize me. Acknowledge me. And you'll find me even there in hell. If you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will not leave thee. Turn within. Seek me. Realize, acknowledge me in the midst of you. And I will turn death into life, age into youth, lack into abundance. Only abide in this word. Let me consciously abide in you. Whither do you think that you can flee from my spirit? That which God hath joined together, no man can put asunder. And God hath joined to himself his Son in an eternal relationship of oneness. You are that Son, if so be the Spirit of God dwell in you. In the Master's teaching and Paul's teaching, it is revealed that everyone is the child of God if the Spirit of God dwells in them. In other words, it is a divine relationship inseparable, indivisible, one. Not even sin can break the relationship of oneness, but it can separate you from your good. Not because God leaves us or deserts us, not because God withholds from us, not because God punishes us, but because we withhold ourselves from God. Now open your consciousness and feel this peace that passeth understanding right here where we are in this room. And then realize we brought it. It was God's gift to us and we carried it with us. My peace give I unto you. My peace. My kingdom is established within you. My allness is established within you. Carry this truth, abide in this truth, and let this truth abide in you. And let me abide in you. That means consciously remember that the Christ indwells you. The Christ, the Son of God, indwells you closer to you than breathing, nearer than hands and feet. I can do all things through Christ, which dwelleth in me. I live, yet not I. Christ liveth my life. This indwelling Son of God, let me, the Son of God, abide in you. Consciously remember that this Son of God abides in you, dwells in you. And this Son of God, hear this, this Son of God is your meat, your bread, your wine, your supply, your safety, your security, your income forever. Your consciousness of this indwelling spiritual presence is your eternal supply. Your consciousness. Now remember, if the Spirit of God hasn't touched you, you will not be conscious of this indwelling presence. You will not remember it. You will not have these 10-second meditations or these 10-minute meditations because you haven't the capacity for them. But if the Spirit of God dwells in you, if you have been led to a spiritual way of life, you will never have the capacity you will never have 
the capacity to forget your 10-second meditations and your 10-minute contemplative meditations. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, you will be as unable to go through the hours of the day and night without the conscious remembrance of the presence of God as you would be able to go without food or bathing. As food and bathing are natural to the natural man, so the conscious awareness of the presence of God is essential to the spiritual man. Spiritual food is more important to the Son of God than the material food. This was the answer the Master made. The disciple says, Shall we go to the city and buy you some meat? And the Master answers, I have meat that the world knows not of. And as long as I have this spiritual meat, I will not only be inwardly fed, but I will also have an abundance of food on the outer plane. Always the first reminder must be, what have I in my house, in my consciousness? Then you can indulge 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour of contemplative meditation just going within and finding what you already have in your house. There is no time, I can assure you, for thinking about what you may lack. There is no time for thinking about what you are missing. There is only time for the remembrance of what you already have in your house. Just think, you are living, you have life, you are thinking, you have consciousness, you have intelligence, you have reasoning power, thinking power. Whence came this? I of myself have nothing. All of this comes as the gift of God, as the grace of God. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge that I have reasoning power, thinking power, intelligence, wisdom, guidance, direction, and it comes to me as the gift of God. Acknowledge that I have an inner meat that the world knows not of. an inner substance, an inner life, an inner truth, an inner grace. Ask of me, say this to yourself, ask of me and I will give you living waters, spiritual meat. Say it silently and secretly to your family, to your children, to your neighbors. I can give you living waters. See how this changes the trend of your thought from the natural man who is always seeking to get something. See how it changes you from being the natural man who wants something to being the spiritual son of God who is always saying, ask of me and I can give you. I can give you the peace that passeth understanding. I can share with you the indwelling Christ peace that the Father hath given me. Just see how this reverses the trend of your life. The natural man receiveth not the things of God. He is too busy receiving the things of this world, the baubles. The spiritual man is not only always receiving but sharing because he cannot lay up these treasures where moth and rust corrupt. These spiritual treasures cannot be laid up they're always in expression. They're always flowing out. You bring them to this room with you. You bring them to your home. You bring them to your business. And then you let them flow to your enemy as well as to your friend. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. I share Christ's blessings with friend and with foe. and hope that my foe 
may have the spiritual capacity to receive this that I offer. But always I'm remembering, if you ask me, I will give you living waters, I will give you meat, and you will never hunger again. I will give you bread, and you will never hunger again. I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And as you come to this room, with that in your consciousness, I am come to this room, that there might be life here, and life eternal, life abundant. As you sit in your home and realize, I bring to this home living waters. I bring to this home divine love. I bring to this home the grace of God and to this business. Think, think, think what is pouring out through you to this world. And then ask yourself, how many years do you think it will be until there is peace on earth? Not many, because there never has been peace on earth because everyone has come here looking for it and so few have ever come to bring it. The Master's teaching is that if there is to be peace on earth, I must bring it. I am come that this earth might have peace. And this is you speaking. The I of you, the Christ of you, the Divine Son of you, if there is to be peace on, it, on this earth, you must bring it as you brought it to this room, as you will learn to bring it to your home, as you will learn to bring it to your business. So, if you bring peace to this earth, it will be there. If you, like the natural man, come looking for peace on earth, you will never find it. It isn't here until you bring it. What have you in your consciousness? Why, you have the peace that passeth understanding, and you can bring it wherever you will, wherever you are, because in my presence there is fulfillment. In the Christ presence there is fulfillment, and Christ dwells in me. The indwelling Christ is the fulfillment. The place whereon I stand is holy ground, because in me is the Son of God indwelling, and where the Christ is, there is peace. And so I bring peace to my body. I bring peace and quiet to my mind. I bring peace, quiet, love, abundance to this room and all who are therein. I bring to you the grace of God. My peace, the Christ peace, give I unto you. Go thou and do likewise. Thank you.